You're listening to Live and Local, a podcast brought to you by 90.5 KCSU. On January 30th, 2022, I brought in Miles Stevenson, a local musician who has an interesting position between the DIY scene and having connections within the professional world. The conversation that we had was based around the local community and how supportive it is, how to get out, do DIY recordings in local nonprofits and venues that have been very supportive to this group of musicians. Let's get into the interview. Hello, you're listening to 90.5 KCSU. My name is Dylan and I'm here with Miles Stevenson today. How are you doing, Miles? I'm good. How are you, Dylan? I'm doing great. So the reason I wanted to bring you in for a little live and local, just a little conversation, not really, you know, play a little music, but I want to talk about the local music scene that we've got going on and kind of your position within it. You're playing guitar for two bands, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so those bands are? Well, the first band is Hospital Socks. And the second band is not named yet. Not named. Not okay. quite named. Okay. Hopefully in the next couple of days, they'll actually have a name. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. We like band names and all we, that kind of stuff of here. Of course. Uh, so you guys just played a, so- a show with Hospital Socks a few weeks ago at Surfside. And then you guys are also playing a show tonight. Yep. Yeah. We're playing a show tonight at Cervantes' other side, which I believe is the smaller room, of course. Not, I, I don't remember. It's been a while since I've been to Cervantes. I believe it's a bigger venue, like an actual legit venue, and then one that is uh, smaller. Smaller. Well, <laughs> we like small venues here too. Uh, so, Miles, do you want to kind of tell us a little bit about yourself? Like what, how you've gotten involved with music here in the local scene and kind of your, like where you're at? Okay. Well, my name is Miles Stevenson. I am 20 years old. I started playing guitar two and a half years ago, uh, totally random. I just asked my dad how to turn on an amp when he was out of the country one time. I texted him. I said, how do I turn on an amp? He texted me, told me how to turn it on, and I started playing guitar. I met your brother, Ian King, who is a great, free-spirited, soulful singer, and he was a huge impact on me learning how to play guitar. And then I started a band with him and two of our other friends, and we played a couple of shows with Blast and Scrap. Uh, Mike is the guy who coordinates all of the Blast and Scrap shows, and those are great. They're the epitome of DIY fun shows. And after that, it was just trying to play at anywhere that would let us play, pretty much. That's how it should be. Exactly. Get out there and play some shows. Yeah, it's hard when you're a small band starting up, but I guess because of my dad, I had a little bit of an easier go than most people that are trying to get shows because he knows so many people. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, your dad is a pretty big name here in Fort Collins and kind of just in general alternative scene. Right. Yeah. So you want to tell us a little bit about your dad? Uh, My dad's name is Bill Stevenson, and he is the owner of the Blasting Room Studios in Fort Collins, which is a music producing studio. He is the drummer for Descendants. He was formerly the drummer for Black Flag. Uh, His other bands are All and Only Crime. So he's in a lot of bands. He's a really, really great drummer. Uh, In my eyes and my mind, he's a musical genius, and I love him. He's my father. But yeah. Because of his scene or because of uh, his reputation in, in Fort Collins, it makes it a lot easier for me to get shows and stuff. And I don't try to abuse that. I just, uh, but I do appreciate it a lot. It is quite helpful. <laughs> yeah. And 
that's kind of the conversation that I wanted to have with you today is because you have this interesting position between the DIY scene and also having this kind of crazy musical connection. Uh, and it's been nice because what I've seen is your your dad still makes you do things on your own. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you guys just recorded an album with Hospital Socks, right? Yeah. So we just did a four song EP and we just, well, we did it in our basement studio. I wasn't allowed to just have the blasting room studio at my full disposal to do my little real tiny EP. Uh, but uh, it was during the time where he was showing me how to use Pro Tools, which is the software that he uses at the studio. And it's uh, whatever the top grade of uh, like the minimum requirement for a program. Pro Tools is at least that, if not better. But he was teaching me how to do uh, drum edits and blips and all these technical things just to get me introduced to it. And then my singer mentioned that the Foco MX festival or something like that was coming up and there was a deadline to submit to see if you could uh, play it with your band, but we needed music released. So he was like, we need an EP. And I was like, I'll do my best, but I'm not very good at this yet. So I did all the recording, editing, producing side. And then I had my dad help me mix it. We didn't have it officially mastered, but he did help us mix it. And it's nice uh, having him because it's not its not like everybody's like, oh, it's Bill's kid. Well, of course we'll let you play here. They sort of just give us a chance, you know, because if we're terrible, they're not going to be like, well, it's Bill's kid. You know, we got to let him. It's not like that. It's like, yeah, we'll give it a shot. He comes from good loins, so we'll try. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I really like... I really like Tim's voice. Tim's got a very interesting voice, kind of like those like earlier uh, alternative indie post punk. Yeah, that's exactly. But he, he can scream too. Oh, he was real emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he uh, he's really just started nailing those within the last like two months, I think, where he was doing them to where I just fell in love with it. They're really emotional, and you can tell that they're real screams when he's just putting his whole body into it. Yeah, and his uh, his guitar solos too are pretty soulful, and he just oh he's into him. I think he's I th I still think he's one of the best guitar players I've ever met, especially at our age. That he's ridiculous. Yeah, it is really entertaining to watch him play. <laughs> it's so entertaining, and he'll only get better as he matures and uh, gets older, has more practice playing shows, yep. recording music, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he he tries to show me what he can on guitar but i i mean he says he was actually born to play like he says he's never had anything in his life just makes total sense when he first picked it up and the guitar he said it just immediately made sense hmm. that's a really interesting thing to hear from you know a younger person yeah and it's it's not like he's really humble about it you know he's like well i'm not great but he is great and he knows that when he first started doing it it just all made sense it all fell into his hands and he was great what I want to get into now is kind of starting at your first show. You guys played your first show back in, what was that, September? It was September. September. Okay. And that was a Blast and Scrap show. We just yep. mentioned Blast and Scrap. And yeah, it was also a Blast and Scrap show. Yeah. And that was probably our biggest show. Other than, I think the one at Surfside actually might have had more people at it. I was, that was a really fun show. And I think that was the best we've ever played. So that was great that there was that many people there to witness it, that we can actually play well. 
But the Blast and Scrap show was, since it was our first, there was a lot of people there supporting us. Yeah, and I can't remember everybody that I saw playing there, but I want to say you played your first show with Tiny Humans. They played after Cosmic Problems, right? Uh, so the Surfside show had us, then Tiny Humans, then Cosmic Problems. And then our first show... I think it was those same bands. Our, I know our first show... No, that was the other band for our first show that okay. had Cosmic Problems and Tiny Humans. But you are that your memory is correct. That yeah. was that was an entirely different show, but same people. Okay, yeah. Uh, I know Spliff Tank was at our first show. That's that was, right. They headlined that show. Oh, that was they, so cool to watch them are too. Such great guys. So yeah, much they're fun great. To hang out with. Uh, so that that first Hospital Socks show then was that the one with Wolf Blitzer and Caustic Soda? I can't. I. Cannot remember. Uh, oh, one of the bands was Past Sugar that we played with. They were great. Their singer's got a beautiful voice and he has amazing pitch. The And then I know that Spliff Tank was the headliner. I can't remember if there was a third band. Oh, that's a bum out. I can't remember the name. <laughs> yeah, it was a while ago. They were all really great, though. I remember it being a ton of fun. Yeah, just a... A little shout out to all those guys. A lot yeah, of other all of them. Musicians. All of them were great, and I can't remember who the last, who the second band was that I'm forgetting. But you were amazing, so good job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's hop into talking about this this DIY scene and kind of what's going on in the punk alternative kind of metal area of Northern Colorado and Denver. We've got. Blasty, who's thrown a lot of shows. He's a huge part of the Fort Collins scene. Yeah, huge shout out to Blasty. Oh, yeah. Great guy. Uh, he's all over the nonprofits right now, just helping people left and right. He's great. In Denver, as far as uh, a smaller venue or venue slash bar that is really nice and helpful is Goosetown Tavern. They were great and they were really nice. All their sound people were extremely helpful when we played there. So they were fantastic. That's good. Uh, so back to this, this DIY scene and why it's important to local musicians is it gives people an opportunity to play. It adds a lot younger generations who are given these opportunities because a lot of shows are at bars and sometimes if you're not 21, I had to leave immediately after exactly. our show. <laughs> yeah. So that's a great thing about these blast and scrap shows up. Um, they're doing a lot of the lyric. I know a few of them have been postponed these last few weeks, but yeah, just, I mean, well, COVID times, it's extremely hard to get anything to actually stand and happen. Yeah. Very true. But every show that I have attended has been a lot of fun. Yeah. They're always great. Always fun. And he gives everybody a chance. So it's not, there's, there's no... It's it's the most open-minded thing in town, I think. It's there's any band can play at any time with Blasty and he's always super supportive. He tell, he helps them every step of the way. And then all the bands are extremely helpful. Everybody stays to clean up and tear down or set up all of it. So it's it's a great environment all around. It's yeah. a lot of fun. And it's all volunteer-based too. Yep. All yeah. volunteer-based. Another interesting thing that I find um important that they they do at these shows is they have that they kind of clothe the people in this uh the shows over at vindicate vindicate's yep. a 
you know, non-food waste kind of place. Yep. And it's just nice to see all these other kind of volunteer or community support aspects. Within. Yeah, there's always something else to it. It's not just to let the bands help. There's always another sort of nonprofit organization that is also being helped out and helping us. Yeah. I know right now they are saving up to get a permanent space. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's going to be a very important thing for for the scene as well. Uh, kind of adds to that ability for people to record as well. Oh, yeah. 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 And I mean, anybody that's ever in, uh, had an encounter with Blasty hopes that that can become a thing as soon as possible because he's great. All he does is great stuff for everybody. And I think that there was... It's it's a little bit. Uh, there was an incident where I can't remember what venue it was, but one of the bands tagged I think a mirror of some sort at one of the venues. It and was at it, the Wolverine. It's so lame that just one person who thought they were cool could just ruin all of that. Because now I think the venue was like, and it's understandable that the venue they were like, well, we can't really allow that, and it's like, yeah, this guy sucks. He ruined it all. It's just one dude with a marker. Yeah, um, and. So I was actually, I was at my, my other job right after that happened. And one of the employees came in and was talking about like, why, why did they think like, we're also a local establishment and mm -hmm. Wolverine, they have a nonprofit. I'm not sure. I don't know either. I have I no idea. Hmm. I'll have to look that up. I know that the tag said Tron. Interesting. So I don't I know what we're that going means. Back to the sci-fi. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's very strange. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but but Blasty's trying to get this space, uh, and you know, to keep with the DIY scene, a lot of the a lot of the bands here in town also do their own recordings. You guys did your own recording. You had a little bit of help. Yeah. Yeah. But all of all of the other bands that I've heard, uh, like Cosmic Problems, they're a great or. Uh, Cosmic Problems and uh, Plasma Canvas. Everything that I've ever heard that they've put out, I thought it was fantastic. And all DIY recordings. All right? of it, yeah. And the great thing about the uh, Plasma Canvas stuff that I heard compared to ours, one thing I was jealous of is their room sounds were fantastic compared to ours because we have like we have a really enclosed studio and it's not it's not as natural. The best part about some of our favorite records are the room sounds, how natural it sounds. And they captured a great sound. That's crazy. So kind of hopping on that that same kind of room sound, I was just talking to Matt Dooley last week. He sings, he's in a few bands, uh, Old Skin. Um, he's with Sinister Pig and I'm drawing a blank on the other ones, but he's got that that hardcore voice, that like screaming in your face. Really kind of going style. for it. And they've been in the process of recording recently and he was telling me he's like the sounds that they are getting for these vocals are unreal that's so great yeah i'm very excited uh to hear all that kind of stuff it's uh, it's great to hear everything that all the different local bands come up with because none of them are very similar either it's all completely different stuff and everybody has something that they're great at in the bands it's, it's always really interesting to hear it yeah absolutely uh i I saw that Copper Teeth just did some recording. Of oh yeah, as I saw well. that. I saw that too. Yeah, 
I still have yet to see them. You know, I may have just randomly saw them at one point, but <laughs> everything I've heard from them has been really good. And they have that old split tape that they did with Wolf Blitzer too. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And all of that stuff was primo. We had a band uh, called Nerds. They're, I guess we sort of classify ourselves as a Midwest emo genre. I don't know. There's a thousand genres somebody could call us and they'd probably all be pretty accurate, but I'll go with that. And they also consider themselves in that subcategory. Uh, they asked us about doing a split and I was like, what's a split? They're like, well, we each do two songs on an album. And I was like, that sounds awesome. We're basically the same band with different people. This would be great. So that sounds fun. It is great. Uh, I know a few other bands who have done that here in town. Um, None of them are coming to mind right now. <laughs> I know I've talked to plenty of people about this, their <clears throat> their split tapes and all of that. Gotcha. Stuff. And it's the DIY. It's it's what's yeah, going that's, on right now. Yeah, that's also the epitome of it. Like getting other local bands. Like, hey, you guys want to go do a couple songs with us, and then we all release it together as one big family. It's like absolutely, absolutely. That sounds that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, all this independent music going on right now. It's the most local thing ever. Yeah, and. I mean, the scene that you're involved with and I've kind of integrated myself with as well is this like hardcore or punk kind of garage alternative scene. Yeah. We've got a lot of good bands. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the bands that we were just talking about, uh, AM Pleasure Assassins and Past Sugar, both of those bands, I, I saw a lot of similarities between them that I really enjoyed watching when we played shows with both of them. Cosmic Problems is great because they have some of the funniest punk songs I've ever heard. Some of the And they're funniest. so real. So funny. They're uh, so real. And then that last song that they play in their set, uh, Your Local Police Are Armed and Dangerous. It's like I think it's my I think it might be one of their only serious songs. It's really good. Yeah. It's it's really nice. They opened up that show, the last show that I saw them with that song, uh Mark Zuckerberg yeah, is a don't. lizard person. <laughs> Very interesting sense of humor with those guys. Yeah, they're great people, all they're of them. Great, yeah. Uh, but also you guys played with Tiny Humans at the last show. You guys have played a few oh, shows yeah. with them, right? Yeah, and I seriously, I think that might have been one of the best times I've seen Tiny Humans play. I, all around, I thought that show was, I thought that show went so well. I was so happy at the end of the night for one of the first times since we started playing shows. There's always been some like, guys, I really wish we didn't do that in front of that many people, but we'll we'll live We'll live. But at the Surfside show, I was like, I'm so happy we did that in front of so many people. That was awesome. So much fun. And uh, Chris Mercer is the singer and guitarist for Tiny Humans. He is incredible. He's crazy. He has so He's much energy. So and his, oh my God, his screams. I can never get over them. They're so great. He's got a style to him as well. And he lays on the floor and starts shredding. He like shreds. He'll just like hand people his guitar. He'll do whatever he wants. You know, He's great. Yeah, that was their, I believe their first show, the one last week or the week before, that was their first show with their new drummer. Oh, the one at Surfside. Yeah, that was the one. With, that was the first one with their new drummer. Oh, yeah. I he did great. I was blown away. Yeah, for the short amount of time that they had been playing together, just all around loved it. And they also incorporated uh, a bass player. I think that they had been a two-piece for the last couple of shows we had seen, but they incorporated a bass player at this last show too. It I want to say he just wasn't able to make a few shows. Oh, it's possible. I guess, yeah, I guess 
I think we played maybe four or five shows with him now. And that was the second time I'd ever seen him. Okay. And I thought it was great. Yeah. I was talking to, I was talking to Chris at one point, or actually I think he announced it at that blast and scrap show. He's like, we're normally a three piece. So don't hate us if we're not right. playing well. <laughs> great. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. He did. He did announce that. I, I recall. Yeah. I've never seen somebody lay on the ground so much and play the guitar <laughs> live at least. He's great. I, I let him borrow. Or I mean, at a couple of our shows, I've let him use my amp and like, that's great. I'm, I, I'm honored to have Chris play out of my amp as much as he wants, but I had like my tuner pedal and all these other pedals, stuff that he just doesn't require to be Chris. So they were in his way really when he was trying to run around and do stuff. He was like stepping on them. And I was like, Oh, I shouldn't have even put those there. They're wreck. They're like, they're cramping his style. Oh. I need to get my stuff out of there. That just needs to be Chris on the floor. Well, besides for your own band, who has been, you know, uh, helpful and kind of like the best shows that you've seen with the local crowd here recently? Uh, well, I mentioned past sugar and AM pleasure assassins. I think those were my two most favorite, uh, bands that I saw in Fort Collins. The last bands that we saw in Denver at Goosetown Tavern were uh, Life Among Trees and Street People. And that was a party. They were both great bands. I think Street People either has a song recorded or is working on a song recorded. And I hope nothing but the best for that and for them because they were fantastic and they were very real people when we played with them. It was a real pleasure. Mm. I'm not sure if Life Among Trees is working on recording or not, but it's important to support all the local bands that are trying to record. And as long as you're at least giving them a chance, the benefit of the, of the doubt, then that's great because they're pouring their heart into these long hours of recording and editing and making things sound just as much how they want it to, or just as much as how they want people or how they think people want it to sound. So, and, uh, I mean, there's so many hours put into it and when people write really emotional lyrics, they hope that people can hear them and find a way to relate to them. Like a lot of the times people, when they find a song that they relate to a lot, they relate to the lyrics, but it could have been written about something totally different, but people find their own meaning to the songs. And all these local bands have plenty of potential for people to find meaning with their songs. And it's important to give them a chance and listen to it because there's plenty of great music here. Absolutely. Uh, I actually sat through this lecture earlier this semester based on intent and impression. I believe that's what we were talking about. Kind of okay. like the intent of what the artist is trying to uh, put out there and kind of present to people and then kind of the interpretation that the audience actually has and sometimes you don't even know what your own stuff's about yeah it's it's crazy there's plenty yeah there's plenty of songs that have been written when people are like oh i think this was about a his family member that passed away and i had a family member that passed away when it's really i mean the song could just be about uh i miss my dog and my dog's at home and i'm at work it's very true find your own meaning and then who cares what it's really about yeah yeah it, it the explicit nature of, of what your song is about, no one's going to tell you one way or another. 
if that's it's, what you want it to be about, that's yeah, what that's it's about. how you wrote it. Yeah. If that's what you wrote it for, then that's what it's about. And then if somebody wants to believe something else, then that's great. As long as it means something to them, then it's fantastic. Because that's what music's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, to kind of talk about your own music, your band Hospital Socks has that single separation anxiety. Yes. And very emotional song. Very. I really like that song. I really like that song. I think too. that song's so cool. Now, if I was to ask you what that song is about, what would. What well, would I say? wouldn't do you any good because I didn't write it. I wrote the music for it and my singer wrote the lyrics. My singer is the person who writes, I think he's written all of our lyrics so far on all of our songs. And he is a great lyricist because he's a very real person. He doesn't uh, sugarcoat things at all. He just says it how it is. Anybody who's ever listened to our music before, they can tell that the lyrics are all uh, generally about the same stuff. And I don't know. I think, I mean, he wrote the lyrics for it. It's listening to the song. It's again, it's, it's easy to, it's, or it's not easy to tell what it's really about, I guess. It could be so plain and simple, you know, uh, you make me feel sad. It's all these lyrics. They could either, uh, they could either mean that literally it's separation anxiety from a single person that he misses when they're gone. It could be about something totally different. He could be talking about a thing and not a person. Somebody could say, wow, I really miss that toy that I used to have. When you're away, I feel sad. It could be about anything. But he wrote the song, and what's crazy is the chorus in that song, because his vocals are crazy high. I can't sing it. I can't even get close to it. So then what are your kind of just like favorite favorite lines from that song, then? Um, well, I love the pre-chorus, because the pre-chorus is a really heavy breakdown. Oh, wait. So the, like, the whole song's pretty twinkly and bright, and I love those guitars. But in the pre-chorus... Uh, you're no good for me, but I don't care. Uh, I'll come back to you like I always do. It's, I guess, I mean, I guess that line itself is pretty self-explanatory and clear for what he's trying to say. But I love how dark that pre-chorus is compared to the rest of the uh, sad, bright, twinkly chorus. And the verses are really pretty too. I like the mix up of that song. It's one of my favorites. Nice. nice. Not just because it's ours though. I really like the song. <laughs> yeah. Now, why do you connect personally to those lines? Is there a reason or just, just favorable? I don't know. I think they're pretty relatable to everybody's lives. You're no good for me, but I don't care. Keep coming back to you like I always do. I mean, it could be, it could be a bunch of things. It could be people with uh, an addiction of any sort. You know, they know that that stuff's not good for them, but they don't care because all they care about is getting a fix for whatever the addiction is. Uh, For people, if somebody hurts you, but you're just blind to it and you love the person, no matter what, you'll keep going back and allowing them to hurt you. That's what I would think. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a little bit of a break. We're going to hop into some epilogues and the song is hunting season. You're listening to 90.5 KCSU. My name is Dylan and I'm sitting here with Miles Stevenson. Been sitting here talking about the local music scene for a little bit this afternoon, kind of how 
we have a fast DIY crowd. And the nicest part about this crowd is the kind of uh, community support that we have. Yeah, we've always see people at the same shows, not the same shows, but we see a lot of the same people at a lot of these shows. Yeah, a lot of familiar faces are consistently supportive to every band. Yeah. Uh, who do you see most often? Oh, boy. Mike. I see Mike most often. Uh, Blasty for Blast and Scrap. Um, I've seen Peter from Cosmic Problems at multiple shows. I see uh, the clothes, the people, clothes, clothe the people, clothes, clothe for the people, the people. I'm I can't remember sure. what they're called. We'll have to look that up. I see, I see uh, the same three or four people affiliated with that always at the same blast and scrap shows. And they're always really nice and supportive. I've never heard anything bad come out of anybody at the local shows. Even if you do play bad, they're really nice. No yeah, everyone what. is so supportive. Yeah, everybody's really supportive and nice, and they always give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, they'll walk up right after the show and be like, oh. They're like, you did great. And you're like, I wasn't even playing today. I was just standing there. They're like, you did amazing. Did amazing. <laughs> <laughs> always walk up. They'll say something like, oh, that like guitar line you had in this song just got me. Yeah, it was amazing. And I'm like, wow, thank you. That yeah. means so much to me. You have no <laughs> idea how hard that is for me to play. I'm not very good. <laughs> yeah, and... The nice thing is this, um, I mean, it is a, a hardcore punk scene. So you, everyone's always got their, their denim jackets on. Yeah. Lots like, of leather, not a lot of leather, but a I, little bit. Oh yeah. Like, and the look, the look is very present of the like hardcore punk scene, but it's really the, it's more of an attitude than anything. And then they are the nicest people. <laughs> oh yeah. Always. Absolutely. Nicest people. And they all believe in generally the same stuff. Yeah. Equality and love. They're all great. And community support. Yeah. Exactly. And support your local everything. Everything. If it's local, you support it. <laughs> yeah. No, just some great people all around. I, I always run into Miles, the other Miles from King Crawdad at shows. And Oh, I know. I When we played the show with him at the Lyric, that was so funny. I didn't know his name was Miles. I walked up to him and I went, Miles. And he went, Miles. And then I just sat there and I was like, what do I do now? He said my name and also shook my hand. And he was like, wait, is your name Miles too? And I was like, it is. And he was like, oh, nice to meet you. King Crawdad's awesome. They're great guys. And their band's great. Yeah. Uh, I've seen them quite a few times. And uh, they, I believe they just started incorporating Tucker a few years ago, like right at the beginning of the pandemic, because mm -hmm. uh, he, Tucker plays for Wolf Blitzer as well. Oh, okay. And he's been their bass player. And I guess he was always like, oh yeah, if you guys... If you guys need a bass player, I'm ready. No, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll learn the stuff. And I'm here. You know, playing shows, you don't have a lot of time to kind of bring a new person in. And pandemic, you know, gave them that opportunity. I know it's not, you know, best timing or anything. Right, like but yeah, some some good things came from. I don't know if they came from it, but they came during it at least. Yeah, uh, I sat down and gave them an interview at one point, and one of the points they brought up about the local DIY scene and the pandemic is it kind of started popping off about the same time, about like two years ago at mm. this point. And <clears throat> they brought up that a lot of their like new favorite local bands haven't been around for more than six months. Yeah. Not very long, not very long. And it's a lot of 
younger people too. Yeah. DIY has given a lot of younger people like yourself. Motivation to go up and they're like, well, you know, I do something that they've probably never heard before. I might as well go show them. Yeah. They might like it. Yeah. The, the support that has come from this DIY has been unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's really, really enabled the younger generation to go up with confidence to try and do their, do their best. Yeah. It's been, it's been wonderful to see mm-hmm. just the progression of the last, you know, year that we've been able to actually see music Yeah, because it's been outside. It's been uh vaccine required. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, needing a vaccine or a negative test and then still wearing the masks. And it's hard when all those things get in the way because, you know, not everybody agrees on those things and that's fine. But it's hard. It's it's people have to do what they want to do, you know, just to be safe and try not to step on anybody's toes. Adrian, I always see her, whether it's uh, at Guitar Center. She's great. She's always there when I when I go there to get strings or whatever it is. She's awesome. And I was really bummed that I missed her acoustic set at the Lyric maybe a month and a half ago. I don't know. I saw videos of it and she was just singing her heart out and it was amazing. I believe she's doing another acoustic set in March. She's like a February. She's like a real rocker. Yeah. She's, she's great. She's official. Yeah. And (laughs) you know, she, she's been around for a while in the local scene too, playing with plasma canvas. I, I had heard of plasma canvas just for my dad, but I never actually met them or saw them play until the last couple of months when we started doing it. Yeah. I mean, I've probably only been actually a little bit involved in the local scene for, I guess, close to a year now. Other than that, I hadn't, I had, I had just heard of, uh, plasma canvas and i saw their stickers like you guys stickers. jumped right in too we tried to tried to we did our best oh absolutely <laughs> we're like all right guys let's start doing as many as we can yeah uh, i think i've seen i've seen you play with both bands just combined times i think three or four times i think i've seen you guys because you've played we literally just barely missed you at oh that was hilarious that was so funny that was great that was our first show i think i think it was your or maybe first it was show. our second show yeah so i was going to go i think it was wolf blitzer it was closing that night and so i was talking to my brother and i was like hey let's go to this show it's gonna be a lot of fun <clears throat> i think oh, it was yeah. caustic soda played as well we showed up it was literally you guys had just finished breaking down he yeah Ian walked like, up to me with the biggest smile on his face and his arms open for a hug. And I was like, oh, great, Ian saw. And then he just goes, I just missed you. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, it's okay, Ian, I forgive you. Yeah. It's a thought that counts. <clears throat> I think we came and saw you guys play at one of those lyric shows, though, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably our show before last was at the lyric. Yeah. Uh, so local musicians... Uh, your dad has helped a few of them. He's helped record a few of them. Um, have you been able to see any of those kind of processes? Um, not much. I guess uh, when the next band ends up at the studio, it's 
I, I was invited to go spectate or slash intern during that process. But I guess most of it was, I just figured it out while we were doing it ourselves. I spectated while he was sitting there recording my bandmates for a long time. And he was like, I really need you to do this correct. My band's like, I'm really trying. <laughs> so I got to witness that a little bit and that was good. That's good. That's good. Uh, but you guys, you guys recorded your own album in your basement. Correct? In the basement. Yes. The basement. Okay. So <clears throat> what, uh, for other local musicians who are recording in their, their basements, what is something that you have picked up from spectating that, you know, maybe not a lot of people would know kind of like a little tip or trick that you've got. Oh, if I can, if I could advise it, just I, a little tip or trick. I'm almost certain that they are all better at it than I am. Oh, okay. Cause I am still very new and I'm just trying to learn as much as I can without my brain overloading, but there is quite a lot of information to gain in this area of all of it. There's so many different parts of music that are extremely complicated. Music is really brain consuming, brain power consuming. But I don't know. I guess it would be appreciate your room sounds. Appreciate rooms. Appreciate room sounds because you don't always want it to be crystal clear in the room. That ambience, a lot of the stuff that we do, we have to apply ambience to it because we can't get it naturally. And natural ambience is a steel. Hmm. Okay. Now to end our show today, what would have been and could have come from anybody? What's the best piece of advice that you have gotten when it comes to either playing or uh, just kind of getting out there to play shows? Um, I think there's two. One uh, would be from my dad where he, instead of, you know, the, the, uh, oh, just imagine they're all in their underpants to not be nervous. He would just go, Hey man, that's just a, a couple of families out there. They're just here to have fun and enjoy you. And like, that was really nice to think about. I was like, yeah, you're right. That's just somebody's mom hanging out. She's cool. That's awesome. But then, uh, my buddy, uh, whose name is Kiefer and he's a local hip hop artist. He's great. He just told me to go out with whatever energy I wanted to receive. And he, and that's what we did at the Surfside show. That was the night he told me that. And I was like, all right, guys, we're going to do this tonight and see what happens. And that was our best show. So that one really paid off. That was a lot of fun. And I thought that was really helpful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me today. My name is Dylan. I've been sitting here with Miles Stevenson and you're listening to 90.5 KCSU. You've been listening to Live and Local, a podcast brought to you by 90.5 KCSU. You've been listening to Live and Local, a podcast brought to you by 90.5 KCSU. You can find music by Miles Stevenson's band Hospital Socks on streaming platform under Hospital Socks, but all lowercase. All right. Thank you and have a good rest of your afternoon or day or whenever you listen to this.